Happy Monday, everyone. Welcome back to the Bible's Babies in Business podcast. Y'all, if you could see what I looked like (laughs) right now, you would probably giggle. I am nearly 29 weeks pregnant as the time I'm recording this. By the time you're hearing this, I'll already be 29 weeks pregnant. I'm sitting on my birth ball in my pajamas (laughs) with my mama bear slippers on in my office, hair in a bun, with my headphones on recording this episode. And that's kind of the beauty of podcasting is that y'all can't see me. Now, granted, I did just tell you exactly what it is that I look like. So I'm sure you can picture my appearance right now um, in your mind. But regardless of that, I'm excited to be here with you. And this is the third trimester. This is this is Cammie showing up in the Bible's babies and business podcast. Um, really emphasis on the babies part. I'm so excited to meet this little girl in less than 12 weeks, wild that I'm even saying that, and I get to record this podcast here to hopefully inspire, to encourage, to fire up other women, other moms who have this desire on their heart to grow an online coaching business, to be a blessing to their clients, help their clients transform their lives, and also to make a huge financial impact on their family and be that financial blessing. And as you know, I am a high ticket sales coach. High ticket means that I specialize in teaching other entry level coaches, coaches who are just starting off in their journey, or, you know, they've been doing this for a little bit, but they haven't really truly seen the financial return that they're wanting. And I help them create a really rock star one-on-one coaching package and sell that thing for at least $2,000 or more um, with the goal of beginning to close 5K to 10K months in their business, which then allows them to get out of that panic mode that so many coaches are in. Because when you start a business and you don't have that cash flow coming in, like it's not like your bills stop. Like You can kind of be in a panic mode a little bit in this fight or flight state where you're like, I just have to make money. I have to make money. I have to make money. And I, and, and I don't have cash. I don't have cash. I can't scale. I can't do blah, 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 blah. And it can be overwhelming. And so the faster that we can get cash flow coming in the door, the goal is to get you out of that fight or flight state and into CEO thinking into, okay, I have money coming in. My bills are covered. And now it's time to scale this thing. So that's just a little bit about me, especially if you're new to the show. The thing, though, that comes along with high ticket sales coaching is, of course, high ticket pricing. Because as I expressed to you, I consider something to be a high ticket if it's priced at $2,000 or more. And so today what we're going to do is I have seven different topics, seven different categories, if you will, things that you need to consider when you are putting a high ticket price tag on your one-on-one coaching package. We're going to talk about finding your value. We're going to talk about net profit, time assessments, value assessments, competitor research, lots of good stuff in this episode. So turn it up. As long as you're not driving, take some notes and let's dive in. Hey coach, welcome to the Bible's Babies and Business Podcast. Are you ready to get more consistent, high ticket clients in your online coaching business without having to go through exhausting flops launches? Are you constantly searching for podcast episodes, looking for that key to unlocking $10,000 months in your business? 
Do you have big dreams of becoming debt-free, going on more family vacations, and staying home with your kids? But right now, your business isn't even breaking $2,000 a month? Hey there, I'm Cami. I'm a Christian, a wife, and a soon-to-be mom. A few years ago, before I was known for being a high-ticket sales expert for online coaches, and before I founded my program, High Ticket Powerhouse, which offers some of the best marketing and sales strategy in the coaching industry, I was just your average online coach struggling to get by. I didn't know how to get clients, make consistent money online, or get out of the painful cycle of living paycheck to paycheck and drowning in debt. And to make matters worse, my husband and I were struggling through years of infertility and needed tens of thousands of dollars to grow our family. Oh, and on top of that, student loans and credit card debt. Needless to say, financially, we were a sinking ship. My business needed to make money. My family depended on it. That's when I discovered the art of how to close high ticket sales. And the best part, you don't need thousands of Instagram followers or ever have to struggle through another duct taped Instagram launch ever again. In this podcast, you'll find practical sales strategies to use in your own coaching business, biblical principles for the Christian entrepreneur, and a healthy dose of tough love. Because one thing you need to know about me, I don't sugarcoat it. My ultimate goal is to turn you into an absolute powerhouse at selling your high-ticket coaching online so you can be a blessing to your family, a blessing to your clients, and create life-changing impact for the kingdom of heaven. So grab your Bible, your laptop, and let's get to work. Because you were made for this. really revealed something to me this week. And you know, like when you get those like revelations from heaven and you're like, yes, that makes so much sense. Well, here's a revelation that the Lord gave me this week when it comes to high ticket pricing, specifically high ticket sales coaching and why I am so drawn to the high ticket sales space. And what the Lord showed me this week is that the reason why I am drawn to this high ticket pricing is because I'm a person that seeks out stimulation, okay? My brain loves to be stimu- like stimulated. I am a person that, and I'm not bragging about this. This is, this is an area of weakness of mine. I was chatting with um, another coach about this yesterday. This is an area of weakness of mine that I'm learning to manage, but I have a really hard time relaxing. Now, part of partly that kind of that can in my business work to my advantage because I can really go into tunnel vision and really just get some work done. And checking things off a list is a love language of mine. I, I really have no problem putting in work and having the work ethic and the dedication required to build a company. The thing that I am challenged by is the rest that must accommodate that work. That's one of the first things that the Lord showed us in the Bible in Genesis was a work to rest ratio. God worked for six days. He rested for one day. And do you think that God really needed to rest? No, he didn't. He is God. He He has no limitations. He is all powerful, all capable, all energized. But what he was doing is he was demonstrating a principle to us humans who are limited that we need to rest. And so I'm just raising my hand um, here, literally in my office right now, and vulnerably telling you that that's a weakness of mine. 
With that being said, though, with that context, my brain loves stimulation. It loves a challenge. It loves a little bit of pressure. I, I seek that out. I love the um, the anticipation and the the intensity that comes from building a company, seeking out a sale, and and all that comes with that. And what the Lord showed me this week is that the reason why I like high ticket sales is because there's some pressure on the table. Now, I'm not saying that there isn't pressure on the table in a low ticket offer. Uh, that's not what I'm insinuating. But but the way that my brain perceives business and sales is that there is a certain amount of pressure attached to a four figure price tag or a five figure price tag. And I love that pressure. I love the intensity of the situation. I love the the fire and and like, you know, stakes are on the line and I am just fired up by that that pressure and and that stimulation that comes from not only pitching a high ticket offer, but closing that deal. And so that's something that is just really what has drawn me towards high ticket pricing. Now, with that being said, um, as I as I mentioned in the intro, high ticket sales means that in my world, you are selling something for $2,000 or more. Now, as an entry level coach, one of the reasons why I like high ticket sales, there's many reasons why I like it, but one of which is that it is, you don't need a large audience to make a lot of money with high ticket sales. You really don't. Like if you have an audience of a hundred people and you get five people to say yes to a $2,000 offer, you just close 10 K. Like it, it is easier to get cash flow coming in the door when you have a smaller audience, when you're selling a high ticket price tag. Some people have the belief system that it's easier to sell a lower ticket price tag. And while yes, there are more people who are willing to spend $24 on an offer rather than $2,400. My question to you is like, if you have an audience of a hundred people and you get 20 of them to sign up for a $24 offer, like in order, like, like there's only so many people that you can sell to before you run out of leads and thus you run out of opportunities to close sales. Right? So that's one of the things that I love about high ticket pricing. Now, one of the intimidations of high ticket pricing especially for entry-level coaches who are not yet making considerable amount of money in their business is this scarcity mentality that comes up when we're trying to put a price tag on something that is brand new. We just created it. We're new to the space. We're new to being a business owner. And there is most of the time coaches are starting their businesses out of a place of financial need, which means that they're oftentimes can be a scarcity mentality attached to that. And that, that mindset around money your belief system around money so heavily impacts your ability to sell. It, it, it's wild. And so what I want to walk you through today is some pricing strategies that you can use when you are considering a price tag on your offer. Okay. We don't want to just like willy nilly slap a number on an offer and call it good. We really want to put some consideration into it. And we also don't want to let our scarcity mindset or any sort of negative relationship with money drive the bus when we are pricing an offer. We need there to be considerable thought. We need to do some, some, some real deep work around the strategy of pricing this offer. So without further ado, let's go through these seven things, seven strategies, seven, seven concepts to consider, if you will, when you are pricing a high ticket one-on-one coaching offer. The first one is doing a time assessment. You need to understand 
with this one-on-one coaching offer, how many hours am I committing to when I sign this client? If I'm signing this client for six months and we have a weekly coaching call, okay, that's 26 weeks roughly of coaching calls. So that's, and if each call is about an hour, there's 26 hours right there. Now, if you're also giving that client Voxer support, Monday through Friday, then I would encourage you to accommodate at least one hour per month for supporting them via Voxer. Okay, so now we had 26 hours of coaching and six hours of Voxer support. So now you're at roughly 32 hours, okay? Now you could also consider like, you know, are you doing any work for them behind the scenes? Like like there's other things to consider, but we're kind of keeping it surface level here just for the sake of the example. So if you have 32 hours of committed work and you charge them a thousand dollars. Okay. Friend, you are, let me pull out my calculator real quick. Thousand, a thousand dollars for 32 hours of work is you charging roughly $31 and 25 cents per hour. Now you might think, well, Cami, I'm making $15 an hour right now or $18 an hour right now. Like that, that's, that's amazing. I love that. Okay, great. But is that, is that really enough money for you to live on. And you're like, well, I can live on $31 an hour. Okay. Yes. But you're only getting charged for the hours that you are actively engaging with that client. And you're not engaging with that client eight hours a day, every day for six months, you're engaging with that client for 32 hours over the course of six months. And so you just committed yourself to an hour a week of coaching. Now, if you're like, well, I want to have 10 clients. Okay, so are you okay with 10 hours of Zoom calls per week? And you might think, well, of course I am. That's actually quite a lot. Like that's a lot of hours in Zoom. And you might think, well, the the normal work week is 40 hours. Yes, but when you're coaching, there is a different level of energy output that you are giving off. Like getting on an hour Zoom call is... It is a lot of energy. Now, hopefully you you get along really well with your clients and like you are so fired up and excited to go on these Zoom calls with them. But the reality is that like it, it does require energy. It's not mindless work. And so 10 hours of coaching calls is not, in my opinion, reasonable to do in one day. Maybe over the course of two days a week where you're sitting down and you're doing five hours of calls. But even then, like that's a full day And then also on top of that, you know, maybe you're a mom or you're running um, a podcast on top of that. And so if, if, for example, you have, let's just say that you have committed to 10 clients, each of them are paying you a 10 or a thousand dollars. So you now have $10,000 over the course of six months. You have booked yourself for 10 hours a week for the next six months of coaching calls and you made $10,000. Cool. But um, $10,000 over the course of six months is $20,000 a year. That is not feasible. Do you see how very quickly what looked like a really good hourly wage being the, what did we say, 31, 25? That looks like a great hourly wage, but this isn't the typical nine to five job, friends, okay? And what we want to avoid happening is you capping yourself saying like, oh my gosh, I booked myself out. I don't have any more time to take on more clients or energy or bandwidth to take on more clients, but I also 
um, have charged too little to my current clients where now I'm, I, 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 I'm stuck. I'm stuck at only making $10,000 for the next at least six months. Okay. So that is what I'm talking about is you need to calculate out how many hours you're committing to when you're signing on a new client. You need to ask yourself how many, how many clients am I willing to take on? And am I actually like lining myself up to hit my financial goals or not? For powerhouse students, I tell them to never, ever, 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 ever charge less than $100 per hour. Ever, ever, ever. Now, $100 per hour is not the goal. That's like the bottom of the barrel, okay? Um, that's, That's where they start. And they should be increasing their price tag as they become more in demand, as they become more skilled in their offer. Um, we need to be going higher than $100 an hour. Um, you did not start this business to just recreate a nine to five, okay? We have to get out of that nine to five mentality if we're here to really build a coaching empire, okay? So that that's number one. You have to acknowledge your time. Secondly, we got to do a net profit assessment, okay? So there is gross profit, which is the total amount of profit, or excuse me, the total amount of like, money that the sale closed for. Okay. So let's say that it was a thousand dollar sale. However, let's say that you gave them a gift that was worth $250. So yes, you sold that offer for a thousand dollars, but really you only got to pocket $750. We call that a net profit. The net profit is the total sale minus the expenses. Okay. Gross profit is the total sale. Then, then you accommodate for any expenses and what you're left over with is your net profit. Powerhouse students are told that they should never be profiting less than 85% with a one-on-one coaching package. Now, as you get into more complex packages such as group coaching or memberships, that number might be different. But with one-on-one coaching, it's relatively simple, okay? It's you, it's one other person, you have a Google Drive, you have Zoom, like it's it's pretty simple. There's not a whole lot of overhead expenses, which is another reason why I like one-on-one coaching for coaches to start. Because if you don't have a whole lot of cash flow coming in, you know, you want to avoid unnecessary overhead expenses. And so your net profit should always be at least 85%. Let me put that into context for you. Let's say that you sell an offer for $2,000. Okay, so that means $2,000, whoops, not $8,000, $2,000, of that would be $1,700, okay? That means that if you're going by my personal rule of net profit 85%, you can spend no more than $300 serving that client. That means if you have give them a client gift, that means if you are creating an irresistible package and they need um, like a certain guest expert or a certain skill that you, or, or they just need access to a software that, that you have offered to pay for, your cap, your limit is $300. And that's the beauty of high ticket sales is that, okay, when I sign this client, I have $300 here or or. Um, 15% of the sale that I can use to reinvest into that client to ensure their success. However, $300 is, is not that much, maybe considering certain types of coaching packages. So the more that you charge, the more, if you're staying within that, that 85% net profit range, 
the more money you have to reinvest into that client to ensure their success and could create a really five-star experience for them, okay? So you need to be profiting at least 85%. I would love if you're actually in the 90 percentile, but at least 85%. Number three is a value assessment. Now, this comes from um, business owner Russell Brunson. He started the company Click funnels, maybe you've heard of them. And in his book, the dot com or dot com secrets, he shares that the value of an offer should be 10 times higher than the price. Now, it's interesting because value is subjective to a degree. Okay. It is, I may put a huge value on travel. However, Sally Sue may not put a huge value on travel. Uh, I may put a huge value on eating real organic whole food and thus am willing to put more money towards my grocery bill where somebody else may not have that value and it may not hold weight with them. So value to a degree is subjective. That being said, you need to do your best to get into the mind of your ideal client and to their perspective and put a value point on your offer. Now, value is different than price tag. Okay. Um, for example, um, how, how, how do I say this? Lucas and I probably spend roughly like maybe $175 to $200 per week on our grocery bill. Okay. That's the price. However, the value of having whole organic real food that we're putting into our body that will not lead to like really damaging illnesses is far worth far more than $175 far more. It's, do you see what I'm saying? The value is different than the price. And so you need to do a value assessment of your offer and say like, okay, what is the value of this program? Now I may be charging this person $2,000 to teach them how to lose 20 pounds in three months or six months, but what's the value of them losing 20 pounds? Okay. We have to consider, okay, what impact does that have on their finances? What, what impact does that have on their long-term health if they aren't carrying around that weight? What what impact does that have on their family, on their their relationships? Like, like think bigger to understand the value of something. I may lose 20 pounds and pay somebody to help me do that. But like if my confidence rises up and because my confidence rises up, I get a promotion at work. That's that's worth far more than $2,000 because the promotion might be 10 grand. If, if I lose 20 pounds and I'm feeling better in my skin and um, feeling more deeply connected with my husband, then like, do you see how that that's worth far more than $2,000? So you need to do a value assessment and the value needs to be at least 10 times higher than the price tag. That's also how we make sure that we're staying in integrity with our pricing and we're not just putting lipstick on a pig, which is a funny way of saying dressing something up and trying to make it look really nice when it really isn't that great on the inside. Um, I have a testimonial that I want to read to you. It's from a previous powerhouse student. It's a message I got recently. And she said, Cami, I ended the year with $49,900 closed in sales solely with your powerhouse sales strategy. Now, that's an incredible testimonial, okay? Within a year, she closed over $49,000. So she got a 9.995x return on an investment in closed sales within her first year of using the powerhouse strategy. Now, that's not where the value stops. She got a 9.995x closed sales rate return just in her first year. Imagine 
what she'll have in two years or three years or five years or 10 years. Do you see what I'm saying, friends? When you're thinking about value, you have to think bigger, okay? Number four is competitor research. You need to understand. I know that I know, I know that this like steps on toes um, because I hear women say all the time, like, collaboration over over being competitive and like and I'm here for that right I'm here for collaborations um one of my best friends technically could be considered a competitor of mine and she's one of my best friends in the online coaching space um however we have to acknowledge that that I am not the only high ticket sales coach that you could hire I'm I'm not the only business coach you could hire you are not the only fitness coach that somebody could hire you have competition whether you want to acknowledge it or not you do okay and Part of high ticket sales, I believe, and being successful in high ticket sales is having a really rock star offer, which means that your offer has to stand out from the crowd. Well, how can your offer stand out from the crowd if you don't know what the crowd is selling? You have to go out into the marketplace and do some research on other people that your ideal client could hire and understand what are they selling. Now, please do not copy their offer. Do not copy their content. Do not copy their branding. Let's be ethical. But go out and understand what is person A selling? How does that line up with what I'm selling? Now, you have to be really careful here because we don't want comparison to become something that is like eating you alive, okay? We need this to be objective where we are doing research here. This is not a um, I'm better than she is or she's better than I am. And so why am I even trying? Like we have to get out of that mentality and strictly look at this from a data point, like a CEO and look at the objective information. How can I make my offer the best offer on the market? Okay. Now your goal here is to not be the cheapest. I'm going to say that again. Your goal is not to be the cheapest. The person who sells the off their offer for the cheapest also means that they're making oftentimes um, the smallest amount of profit, okay? And so there's this like concept where like, uh, I think I heard this in Alex Hermosi's book, uh, $100 million offers, but like, you know how like Walmart, let's say Walmart and Target were both competing to sell an offer and Walmart was selling it for $15.99 and Target was selling it for $14.99, but it cost Walmart and Target both $10 to even put it on the shelves. Well, okay, so that means if Walmart is selling it for $15.99, they're making a profit of $5.99. If Target sells it, they're making a profit of $4.99. Now, if if Walmart tries to outbeat Target and say, well, fine, I'm gonna I'm gonna sell it for $13.99. Well, that's great. They, they might get the sale, but guess what? They're only now making $3.99 per sale. And it's like this race to see who can make the least amount of profit possible. Okay. We do, we're not here to be the cheapest. I'm going to say this, and this is not, this is not hate against Walmart. This is just trying to make a point. So stay with me here. You're not aiming to be the Walmart of your industry. You're aiming to be the Louis Vuitton of your industry. Okay. Now, you also need to consider the financial point of your ideal client, okay? If you are marketing towards newly married couples who are in their early to mid-20s and just started in their career and graduated college within the last three to five years, they may not have as deep of a pocket as somebody who is 45 years old and has been in the corporate workspace for 20 years and and has since paid off their college student loans. And like, do you see what I'm saying? We, we, we have to be aware 
of the financial situation of the person that we're selling to. Okay, so all of that needs to be uh, considered when you're doing research, both competitor research, as we talked about, but also market research on your ideal client. Number five, we have seven total, is tiered packages. Now, what my students do inside a powerhouse is we create a core average offer. Like this is like their, the average offer that, and I don't mean average as in like it's, it's, it's okay, but it's not great. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm saying that most of the time, this is the offer that their ideal clients are investing in. However, we're selling high ticket one-on-one coaching and the nature of one-on-one coaching is that it should be able to be customized. Therefore, I can make it tailored. Like I have my, my core offer that I'm starting with, but if I need to tweak it a little bit to fit the client better, to make it an easier yes for them, I'm very easily able to do that. It's harder to do that when you're selling to a group because it needs to be uniform amongst the group in most cases, okay? So that's where tiered packages can come into play. Essentially, you can customize your core offer to tweak it to make it an easier yes for your client while still honoring your price your your price per hour. You can also do upsells, okay? So, so you can have your core offer and then like your VIP offer, or you have your core offer and then a lower ticket offer that requires less of your time and people can get access to that. You still close the sale at a smaller investment. Let me tell you what this looks like in Powerhouse. So I have Powerhouse, the group coaching program. That's my core offer. It's a six-week group coaching program or six weeks, sorry. No, it's a six month. It's not six weeks. It is six months. Okay, it's half a year. A, a six-month group coaching program. And there is, that's my core offer, like everything included, like it, it, it's my core offer. That's what most people invest in. However, somebody can invest in the first class seat powerhouse package, which is everything they get in the six month group po- coaching program, plus like VIP level, like working with me. Okay. They get one-on-one support. They get a professional designer to come in and do their, their funnel. They get a better guarantee. Like it's, they're, they're paying more, but they're also getting so much more value. Now, just like I have an upsell, I also have a downsell where if the core offer is my six month group coaching package with powerhouse, my downsell offer is, Hey, if you are still wanting to learn the powerhouse material, but you're not ready to jump into the group coaching program, then you can buy the powerhouse course. It's not going to come with support. It's not going to come with a guarantee, but it is a much smaller price tag and you can get started in a self-paced course learning the same material that you would learn in a group coaching package without the support. So that's an example of different tiered packages where you can, it's, it's not just like one size fits all. You can increase the odds of you closing the sale by learning about tiered packages and even learning how to customize a one-on-one package. Number six, payment plans and payment options, okay? So with high ticket coaching, obviously you're charging somebody multiple four figures, okay? At least $2,000. Now, you may find, and and you're going to find this, is that there's not a whole lot of people that maybe have the $5,000 that you're charging just sitting in their bank account. Some might, but others may not. And so if somebody wants to pay you in full, I would definitely have that option for them. But if somebody wants to split up their payments, okay, let's say that you're working with them for six months and they want to split up their payments over the course of six months, you should give them that opportunity. It will make it an easier yes for them if they don't have the 5,000, but they still want to work with you, okay? Maybe they could split up their payments. The other thing that you can do is have a third-party financing option. And this is what I do for Powerhouse. Powerhouse is a high-ticket investment, 
But I also recognize that I'm working with entry-level coaches who oftentimes are not making money yet in their business. And so that's an objection for them where they're like, well, I want to invest in you. I need to invest in you, but I, I, I don't have the money. Well, it's it then kind of gets into this this like weird loop where it's like, I need to make money, but I have to hire somebody to teach me how to make money. But I, I don't, I can't hire somebody to teach me how to make money because I don't have money. And so I need to first go make money, but I don't know how to make money. Like it's it's this loop that we get in. And so what I do is I've partnered with a third party financing company called Coach Financing, where they will offer um, they will offer powerhouse applicants as long as they live in the United States or Canada. They will offer them um, potentially based upon their credit, you know, their their payment information, like it's customized. They'll offer them a lower price tag, essentially a loan, where they can get access into Powerhouse for a lower monthly payment than what I would offer them. So I think, let me take a look here. So somebody technically could use coach financing and get access into Powerhouse starting at $231 per month. Now, do you see how that now opens me up to far more people that have the financial means to get into powerhouse. Maybe, maybe they don't have the full investment for powerhouse. Maybe, maybe even splitting it up over six months isn't feasible for them, but they might be able to access this loan through coach financing that I have partnered with in order to spread their payments out over maybe 24 months or, you know, they can customize their payment from there. And so that's another option where you are you're increasing the odds of somebody being able to say yes and to be able to financially say yes to your program uh, by having payment plan options and even financing options. The last one is number seven, and that is confident communication. This week in Powerhouse, we did a mock sales call where I had a Powerhouse student pitch to me and I coached them along the way. And we had other um, students watching I coach them along the way throughout the presentation, like, hey, you did a really great job on this, or hey, I want you to tweak this. And really, there, there, it is an art to sell a high ticket package. Like it, it really is. And there's so much that goes into it. You know, you need to have a, a visual presentation. And we've talked about that. Like, like there's a lot that goes into it. But also the bottom line is that you have to communicate the value of your program and the price tag of your program confidently. When I walk into a sales call and if I'm the buyer, I might be a little nervous because I'm like, yeah, shoot, am I about to drop $4,000, $5,000, $10,000 right now? Like, like there's an anticipation, a little anxiety that somebody has when they are the buyer in a situation because most people don't love seeing their money leave their bank account. People like spending money because they like what the money gives them. They like the car that it buys. They like the house that it buys, but they don't love the actual act of money leaving their account. So they can feel anxiety when they're going into a buyer seller situation. So if I'm the buyer and I'm feeling anxious and the seller is, is anxious as well, I'm going to feel that. And I'm going to, it's less likely that I'm going to say yes to this sale. Okay. Now confidence needs to be practiced with sales pitches. Okay. And we do that inside of powerhouse. So if you need to increase your confidence in sales, then you need to get your booty into this program. Let me recap for you real quick. All seven things, seven pricing strategies for high ticket sales. Number one, doing a time assessment. Number two, doing a net profit assessment. Number three, doing a value assessment. Number four, competitor research slash market research with your ideal client. Number five, considering tiered packages. That is the upsells, the downsells, the customizing, even of your one-on-one offer. 
Um, number six is payment plan options or even considering financing options. Um, and lastly, number seven, confident communication. Friends, here's the Adelio. Okay. I'm about to go on maternity leave in roughly 11 to 10 weeks. Okay. Who knows? The Lord knows when our baby girl's going to come. I don't know. Okay. Now, if you are wanting to grow your business exponentially and you're wanting to get started on that now as opposed to quarter three, quarter four, okay? I would encourage you to not procrastinate getting your application in into Powerhouse because I'm going to be going on maternity leave. Now you're like, now you might be thinking, well, Kami, if you're going to go on maternity leave, like it's a six month program. Like I don't want to be investing in a program that you're not going to be in there for. Friend, here's the deal. Those who invest in Powerhouse now, it usually is a six month program. I'm actually going to be giving the powerhouse students that access the group coaching program seven months for the price of six months into this container because I'm going to be taking a four-week maternity leave. And while I'm on maternity leave, I have four amazing guest coaches that have said yes to coming in and mentoring powerhouse students. You're actually going to be getting more value for less money if you get into powerhouse now. The link to book your interview call is down below. You can also access my free training, the Get More Clients Code. You can watch the training. If you resonate with the training, go ahead and book your interview call. And I would encourage you to do that soon, okay? Because I am going to have a baby and you are going to want the most bang for your buck getting seven months of access to Powerhouse for the price of six. All right, friends, I love you and I'll see you next week. Hey, coach. Thanks so much for tuning into today's episode. I hope you got exactly what you needed to hear, even if it stung a little. Every week, I am committed to showing up here on the show and bringing you not one, but two value-packed episodes to help you grow deeper in your faith, build a profitable coaching business, and become an absolute powerhouse at getting high-ticket coaching clients online. And the number one way that you can support the Bible's Babies and Business podcast is by taking 30 seconds to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts and then share this show with a friend. Thank you for partnering with me to get these episodes out to as many online coaches as possible because the world needs more powerhouse women building online coaching businesses for the kingdom of heaven. I appreciate you. I love you. And I'll see you in the next episode.